0: The following program is produced by Sage Advertising and Marketing. The views and opinions of the host and guests are not necessarily those of this station.
1: Now, Nevada Real Estate Radio. Nevada Real Estate Radio has helped thousands of listeners make the right decisions when buying homes or refinancing. You'll never go wrong when you get your advice from real estate professionals that you know, like, and trust. Here is your host, Peter Padilla.
0: Good day, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla, and I'm pleased to be with you on a nice winter day in northern Nevada and join the outdoors... In our beautiful state, we're finally getting good weather for skiing, snowshoeing, boarding, and many people from around the country, especially across the state lines in California, are interested in looking at real estate opportunities for primary residence, investment property, and second homes. Reno, Nevada is really coming together as far as real estate opportunities are concerned, and we help people make decisions on making great transactions in real estate by listening to what our experts have to say. In the studio with me today, I have three outstanding guests. Dave Washburn is with us. Dave is a hard money lender at Socotra Capital, helping people pull the trigger quickly on
2: real estate deals. Dave, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Peter. It's wonderful to be back with you. It's good to have you back, too. I hope you had a good holiday season. I did. It's actually uh, always our busiest season in the hard money world. Lots Mm -hmm. of transactions have to close by the end of the year. Sellers are incentivizing transactions that they close during that calendar year. And so a lot of folks come to hard money and we actually work straight through the holidays.
0: People told me it was going to slow down at the end of the year because let's face it, who's going to be thinking about buying a home or refinancing when Christmas is on the forefront? That's what's on people's minds. But the last few years, it seems like it's been different
2: Exactly. That retail buyer does not want to be moving his family in the middle of the school year or during the holidays. And so there isn't the competition to go buy those homes. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't take more than one or two really motivated sellers who need to have things off their books by the end of the calendar year to make a great opportunity for an investor to come in, either purchase that long-term hold or get into something that they need to fix up and then want to flip into the summer. Mm -hmm. So it's perfect timing for our borrowers to use hard money and execute on those purchases.
0: Yeah. Later on our show, I want you to share with our listeners the reason that people actually use hard money to help them close those deals. Dave, thanks for being with us today. You got it. Also with us in the studio is Timothy Johnson. And Tim is the Executive Director of Better Business Bureau here in Northern Nevada. Welcome to the show, Tim.
3: Well, thank you, Peter. Glad to be here. Thanks for the invitation.
0: I let our listeners know that you and I have had a chance to visit a couple of times prior to this show, and I'm fascinated about the Better Business Bureau because even as a little boy, I remember walking into stores in my small hometown in Colorado, and I would see the Better Business Bureau sign on the doorway, and I always wondered what that meant, what it takes to be member of the Better Business Bureau. And
3: today you're going to talk to us a little bit about what it really means. I will. And, and uh, you know, as you've spoken to there, we've been around for many years. BBB celebrated 100 years uh, a couple of years ago. That's so how old <laughs> I am, uh, little boy. I didn't want to go there. Uh, but uh, we've been around for quite some time. We've obviously had to develop and change with mm-hmm. uh, the internet, obviously. Um, here in northern Nevada, our uh, our locale has been open for more than 50 years. We opened back in 1962. So mm-hmm. uh, we have a large area that we service in northern Nevada, 13 of the 17 counties in the state, mm-hmm. and uh, we, keep, we keep our staff very busy.
0: Mm, I bet. You know, I'm just curious about the holiday season because people make so many purchases at that time. They're shopping so much face-to-face, online. Does that spur the activity? Is there more action basically going on at Better Business Bureau during the holiday season?
3: You know, we typically see a spike of complaints usually after any type of holiday, whether it be, say, the Christmas New Year's holiday Mm. or, say, after a uh, uh, Martin Luther King Day or, say, a President's Day Mm. where people are out buying over that holiday weekend because usually uh, stores are offering some type of promotion. And so they'll come to us if they happen to have any issues uh, as a result of, of their shopping experience.
0: The load, and on the retail sales, or on sales in general, spurs an interest in contacting Better Business Bureau if there are problems,
3: and also checking companies out beforehand. To, mm-hmm. You know, people prolong their shopping. You know shopping window now. I talked to somebody just last week that said their their wife starts shopping for Christmas the day after New Year's. So yeah. <laughs> everybody's a little bit different, but uh, we saw a significant number of people coming to BBB last year. We offered more than 500,000 reports on companies mm-hmm. here in Northern Nevada and charities. So busy right. year. Better
0: Business Bureau. We're going to talk later about some of the things that you might offer To local businesses that are not members of the Better Business Bureau, and as far as shoppers go, people that are out and about looking to spend some cash, Mm -hmm. reason that they should look for that Better Business Bureau sign on the window. Thanks for being with us today, Tim. Thank you. Also with us today, Michelle Hulbert. Michelle is a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Mortgage. You're helping people get into homes with great financing, Michelle. Glad you're with us today.
4: Thanks, Peter. It's always good to be here.
0: I hope you had a good holiday season yourself.
4: I did. It was wonderful. I I love it. The time to ski and can't ask for any better weather than what we've had.
0: Uh, Activity in real estate. The last time that it was a major change in real estate that I heard about was December when the Fed moved the prime up, interest rates. doesn't seem like it's affected the real estate Mortgage interest rates all that much
4: no, it actually hasn't rates have have come down over the past um, couple of weeks. Part of the reason is because the the bor- mortgage bond market. Was hopefully and and got it. They anticipated a slight raise in Fed rates, which mm-hmm. helps our rates. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, when you see what's going on in the stock market with oil prices and the hit the stock market's taking, it's been it, it's been wonderful for mortgage rates. <laughs> yeah. So I, I predict another refi boom mm-hmm. here because, um, you know, rates have really fallen considerably mm-hmm. in the past couple weeks.
0: Yeah, and I think people will again look at the opportunities in real estate with the interest rates where they are you can buy so much more home when the interest rates are at this level than if you're talking about high interest rates and prices fluctuating up or down a little bit a few thousand dollars
2: one thing people do have to keep in mind is when the fed raised the rate the mortgages that it did affect directly are the heloc loans and adjustable rate mortgages that are tied to prime so while the fed taking their foot off of the gas pedal caused or or had some effect on stock prices and that's moved money to the bond market and then you see a lowering in interest rates for long-term fixed it people have to keep in mind that when they raised it a quarter point a lot of HELOCs and a lot of adjustable rates went up that quarter mm-hmm. point and that did affect people's borrowing power so there's as we see in most markets a give and take as far as it benefits some and not others so you do have to stay savvy as to which products you're going after and and, mm-hmm. yeah, and what exposure you have to those moves The home equity
0: lines of credit. That's the HELOC that we're talking about. And, you know, people usually get those funds from a bank when they need to get some cash maybe to do some repairs or upgrades on the home. Maybe they just want to take some cash out and take a vacation or buy another investment property. So the HELOC is kind of a short-term thing, is it not? Uh, Michelle, do you do HELOCs over at Caliber Home Loans?
4: I don't, but I have have done HELOCs in the past, and they are – you know they can be a long-term proposition. The there's usually an adjustable rate period. Um, many of them have an interest-only period. So mm-hmm. for let's say a period of sixty months, you can pay nothing but the interest that's due against the mm-hmm. the the principal. Um, knowing that, like Dave said, that's going to be a fluctuating rate because if the Fed does raise rates that following month, you're going to see an increase. Yeah. Then. Some of the products in the past have actually had um, the ability to fix them for a certain duration, or after, let's say, five years, you have to make a minimum payment that includes a principal reduction to pay Mm -hmm. that loan off, let's say, in the remaining 10 years. Mm -hmm. So a lot of different ways to look at that. HELOCs haven't been super popular up until the last year. You know, they were very popular up until the crash in the market, and then, Basically, banks had to wipe their balance sheet clean because of mm-hmm. all the losses they took, and they were very, very disciplined in putting that product line back out there again. So,
0: Well, the first two letters of HELOC is H-E, home equity. And I <laughs> guess unless you have equity, there's not, True not story. much between.
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, that's a big part of it. And to answer your question on duration, a lot of the the loan terms that I've seen on HELOCs are 15- and 30-year loan period so it's uh, oftentimes either the 5 year draw period that Michelle mm-hmm. mentioned with a 10 year repayment or on the 30 year product it'll be a 10 year draw period with a 20 year payment period so you are signing a 30 year line of credit which you know is is quite long they always encourage you to do a short term they talk about it being short term and then when yeah. you actually read the fine print you're going wait a minute it's a it's a 30 year loan that's yeah. not short term at all hook. <laughs> yeah. right yeah
4: one thing that I see people that, that's kind of on their agenda right now is they're really concerned about prices in our market. So the first of the year brought out an abundance of activity. I typically will be in the office on holidays, like you know a President's Day, a Martin Luther King Day, mm-hmm. and I get more phone calls on that day mm-hmm. than probably in the previous week. Mm-hmm. Everybody's taken the time, they've had a chance to sit down and they have a day off, and i that's the first thing that comes to mind so people are ready to move and I just you know we don't don't have a lot of inventory out there right now but you know I think people are ready to take advantage of prices before they really go up
0: it's an interesting comparison isn't it that people are looking to buy a home let's say and they're really looking to make the biggest purchase of their life perhaps up to that point maybe forever And yet they're so busy with their life and their work that they have a hard time getting things in order, even calling a lender. Yeah. And then they get a holiday or a Saturday or a Sunday, and they figure, this is my shot. I better get on the phone and call Michelle. You guys work mostly weekends and holidays, it seems (laughs) like to me. That's where you get all the action, all the calls.
4: (laughs) You know, surprisingly enough, though, Peter, I mean, I've, I've been a lender for a very, very long time. And I have very seldom ever worked weekends. And I think that's part of the reason is because people, that's their special time. Mm-hmm. And if they're going to be out on the weekends, it's usually going to be looking at houses. So they've done, you know, they've done their financing part ahead of time. Mm-hmm. But the exception to that is, is the actual holidays, like a three-day weekend. Yeah. And I have, I've been pretty consistent about being in the office on like Nevada days and the Martin Luther King days. And it's amazing how, mm. how many people will actually call. It's great. Great mm-hmm. day for business.
0: We have a lot to talk about today. We want to talk about the um, average prices, the mean prices here in northern Nevada for homes. We have a report from the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors, along with more conversation with our in-studio guests, Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital, hard money lender, Michelle Hulbert, Caliber Home Mortgage, she's a mortgage loan originator, and Timothy Johnston. Timothy is the CEO of the Better Business Bureau. More after this message from our advertisers.
2: This is Fred McElroy, Broker Sales Associate at Dixon Realty. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is outstanding in his field of real estate and a
4: joy to work with. See ya. Sage International Incorporated sparks and fuels the entrepreneurial spirit
3: by providing the strategies, information, education, tools, resources, and ongoing support services that will lay a solid foundation under a business owner's dream. If you're thinking of starting a business and you're not sure where to begin, Sage International Incorporated offers a free 30-minute consultation. Call 1-800-254-5779. That's 1-800-254-5779. Or visit sageintl.com.
1: So, you're thinking about buying investment real estate. Getting the right mortgage is a critical part of your decision. This is Lou Carr, branch manager of Summit Funding in Sparks, Nevada. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates you have the opportunity to step into what could be the best investment purchase you'll ever make. How do you go about it? First, get pre-approved with a mortgage lender like Summit Funding. Then, find the right property at the right price. Summit Funding is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit summitfunding.net slash L-C-A-R-R. That's S U M M I T F U N D I N G dot net forward slash L car or call 775-626-0775 for personal service. This is Lou Carr from Summit Funding, NMLS number two five eight seven five zero. NMLS number 3199 and NMLS number 1042857. And we are an equal housing lender.
0: Summit Funding Incorporated is located at 5931 Los Altos Parkway, Suite 105, Sparks, Nevada, 89436. <laughs>
2: This is John Graham and Helen Graham from RE-MAX Premier Properties. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is extremely knowledgeable in all matters real estate. Peter Padilla is important to me because he is an outstanding real estate professional. Street, Street smart on, on the house. house.
0: Welcome back to Nevada Real Estate Radio. This is Peter Padilla your host, and I'm happy to be with you today as we are every week on our radio show, Nevada Real Estate Radio. We help people make great decisions when they're looking to buy real estate for primary residents, second homes, but mostly for investment purposes, you know, turning a home or a condo or a fourplex into a rental so that it can generate some cash flow for the owners. It's a great way to plan your future and to diversify. The stock market has been on a terror lately. But in the wrong direction, if you've got all your money tied up in stocks or all your money tied up in silver or gold or oil, I mean, you really got to be worried right now about what your future holds. So we encourage people to diversify from some of the other investments into real estate. Look, everybody's got to live someplace, even renters. They're not buying homes, but they're looking to rent a home. And guess who they're renting from? Landlords, people that own investment and rental property. That could be you someday. And how do you know? Well, you know by talking to experts if it is possible based on your current situations. When you become an investor, you own rental property of some sort. The key then is to understand that you are actually going into business. And when you're in business, you have to protect yourself That's why I recommend you talk to the Wealth Protection Diva, Sherry Hill from Sage International. For over 23 years, Sherry Hill has been helping people start businesses, improve their businesses, and run their businesses because she has the knowledge and experience to put it all together. It doesn't matter if you're a contractor or you own a large manufacturing company or you're buying your first investment property. Sherry Hill can help you take care of all of the details so that you can get maximum benefit. Call Sherry Hill anywhere across the country, 800-254-5779. And all of Sage International's contact information is on our website, com. Enjoying conversation today with three guests in the studio, Michelle Holbert from Caliber Home Loans, Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital, And Timothy Johnston. Timothy is the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau in Northern Nevada. Tim, tell us a little bit about the Better Business Bureau. I know it's been around a long time, but in northern nevada it's been here for quite a while too
3: correct uh, we opened our doors in 1962 and uh, we got to start through the the local chamber of commerce that business owners and and uh, those that came together to decide you know this is really necessary for the community that we live in uh, over the years we have uh, seen lots of changes and uh, one of those being the internet and so nowadays why people can get to bbb by many different ways uh, The traditional way of walking into our office, we Mm -hmm. still get some walk-in traffic. We get calls daily, but uh, many more come to our website at BBB.org Reno mm-hmm. to get information on companies. And mm-hmm. most people, when they hear of BBB, they think of, hey, that's the place that I go to file a complaint. I've got an issue mm-hmm. with the company. And, yes, that does happen. Uh, we don't have our numbers yet for 2015 for the total BBB organization, but we handled almost mm-hmm. 900,000 complaints in 2014. Um, here in northern Nevada last year, so now I'm looking at 2015, we handled about 3,900 complaints against businesses just in northern nevada Uh, but really what people come to bbb for is information we're a free resource to consumers and business alike Mm -hmm. so they come to us for what do you know about xyz company what's the track record of that business or what do you know about this particular charity i i'm interested in donating to them or maybe they uh sent me some literature and i'm interested in donating that but i don't know much what do you know about them Mm -hmm. and so uh, they come to us for that information Uh, we provided like i said a little bit earlier almost a little over half a million reviews on businesses and charities in 2015 just mm-hmm. here in northern Nevada. So people are coming to us for that. They come to us to provide customer reviews. Uh, we also accept the positive uh, from from consumers and that's always nice to uh, relay to the to the business. They like to have the kudos, the, the pat on the back. And so we now accept customer reviews as well. And uh, in our business reviews, the reports that we have on companies, why if they do happen to have a complaint history, you can actually see what that what happened. You mm. can read what, uh, what went down from the consumer's angle. You can find out how the business responds. And so then you as a consumer or as a donor can make an educated choice of who you want to do business with. Do you track what types of businesses you get
0: inquiries about or complaints about, you know, the top categories? Is there anything like that that you can, can We do. Us? And
3: it's, it's interesting because there's a, there's a difference between what I would say would be the, the larger picture so all BBBs in North America, U.S. and Canada, and we also just opened up an office in Mexico City mm-hmm. in 2015, and what we do here locally. Uh, so in 2014, again, looking at the most recent numbers that I have, um, cellular telephone service and supplies was the most complained about industry. Um, mm. And you think about, these are things that we all have, so you would it'd be likely to generate a complaint. Mm-hmm. Next in line would be telephone communications, and then next in line to that, cable Mm-hmm. Satellite. So again, things that we all happen to have. Mm-hmm. And then next on the list, auto dealers, new cars. So that's like the top four for the entire BBB system. As I take a look at our statistics now for 2015 for just here in Northern Nevada, because of some of the industries that we have here, um, the most complained about industry for us was a company that would buy your old iPhone. That garnered a significant number of complaints. Hmm. Company locally based here. After that, collection agencies and payday loan companies. And you just kind of mix that up and you've got now the most inquired about companies in 2015, the most being collection agencies. So people are getting these calls about some debt. Mm -hmm. They want to figure out is this real? Is it legit? What do you know about this collection agency? Payday loans, kind of sign of the times. People are always looking for ways to help you know bridge that gap they might find themselves in a difficult financial straits and then next is this recycling company that would buy your your old smartphone mm-hmm. and laptop and so uh, mm-hmm. it's interesting how things are different here what we would say on the local level in northern nevada as compared to the nation as a whole
0: yeah i would have thought that
3: more complaints
0: would come from service industries like i don't know why but i thought plumbers would be one of the ones because <laughs> you know most people don't know how to do their own plumbing so
3: they're always wondering is that bill right is that really what i need um, we see that on the auto side mm-hmm. because automobiles are pretty complex. They're computers. Yeah, they're anymore. computers on yeah. wheels. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, in the old days, why people would kind of know how things would work and they would know, "Are you really telling me what's going on?" But nowadays, you you, you drive in, they plug your vehicle in, and they tell mm-hmm. you what's going on. And, yeah. and so I think as as those things get more complex, uh, there's kind of that question about is this really what's going on Mm -hmm. and so uh, automotive repair would be in our top 10 for complaints and uh, but on the service side that's Mm -hmm. really where we get the the inquiries yeah Uh, you know what do you know about this uh, general contractor or this roofer you know Mm -hmm. yesterday we had some great rain Mm -hmm. and those are the days when you start to realize oh i do have a leak
4: (laughs) what about government agencies is that something you can um, profile or do you get complaints against government agencies
3: we get calls about government agencies, whether it be still, uh, state or, or local uh-huh. or, or federal. But because we're a private nonprofit organization, we don't have any oversight or overreach into those organizations so, or into those agencies. So oftentimes if somebody, say, has a, a beef with a particular state agency, we'll try to point them in the right direction. So we're a resource. They may yeah. not know where to go. And oftentimes there might be an ombudsman or something along those lines that they could reach out to and, and let them know about their issue.
0: It's kind of along the line of what I was thinking, Michelle, is uh, do you ever get any complaints, Timothy, about politicians? <laughs> I mean, if they, if you don't, I'm suggesting a BBB
4: <laughs> for politicals.
3: I think that's one area we'll want to stay out of. <laughs> you can handle es- all the calls, especially right? Especially this election cycle.
4: <laughs> so how is your business then um, – your funding, is that strictly membership based?
3: So strictly those businesses that meet our standards, that support our services to the community. So their fees not only cover the evaluation and and monitoring of them as a BBB accredited business, but their fees also help support the services that we provide free to the public. So We're reporting on all companies, whether or not they are a member or BBB-accredited business or not. And we're accepting those complaints from all types of consumers against all types of businesses. And so they're helping to uh, get the message out to provide a place where people can go to get a track record on a business. And we are that unbiased source that both consumers and business can come to when they need help in matters of trust.
2: Hmm. And, Tim, for the consumer who hasn't used your services before, when they come to you, are they expecting something out of grade school where you give people an ABC? Is it like a credit score where you get an arbitrary number on some scale nobody's ever heard of? What What are people <laughs> going to be seeing? How are they going to compare two plumbers or two lenders or you know
3: a couple of different uh, people in an industry that they want to look at? Sure. So our business reviews will have – Uh, A lot of information, and everyone will look at things differently. Um, So one of the pieces of information that we have is a rating on an A-plus through F scale, much like we grew up in school, Uh, A-plus being the best and F being fail. Uh, It's surprising how oftentimes people will question, well, say we're given an F rating for a company, is that good? It's just like, was it good for your mom and dad? I don't think so. (laughs) Um, But we will let the user know why do they have that particular rating? What drove that rating? Um, So if the rating happens to be low, was it because the business didn't respond to complaints or maybe responded but didn't make an effort to resolve the complaints? Maybe the company uh, has a low rating because they're not properly licensed. And so our business reviews not only provide that rating, but also the three-year history of the business as far as complaints, what type of complaints do they get? How do they respond? Do they resolve them? Uh, we'll let them know the basics on the company, where they happen to be, how long they've been in business, uh, what, uh, who are the main primary principles of the company, as well as any licensing information. So if you happen to be in, in an industry that requires licensing, we'll let you know where that, what that agency happens to be so that you can call and confirm, because licensing is, is fluid. Uh, it can change on a very rapid basis. Mm-hmm.
2: And if you're a new company, you don't have the track record and the history, the reviews. Where do you start on that scale? How how are how is that business going to be reflected
3: in the uh, the BBB's scoring table and, sure. and uh, website? Good question. Um, we require at least a, a 12-month window for us to really evaluate a business. So if you start the business today and if we generate a business review for you, you would have a no rating until you reach that one-year mark because obviously we're reporting on the company's track record Day one, you don't really have much of a track record to report on. So uh, for that first 12 months, we'll be giving an NR rating. Uh, we don't have a, a report on every business that's out there. Uh, obviously, we are driven by local individuals that are here evaluating information, confirming information. So uh, it's, it's somewhat of a resource issue. But also, uh, we want to develop reports on those where people are inquiring on, uh, that are looking into or possibly complaining about.
0: Mm-hmm. We have more questions for you about the Better Business Bureau in the technology era Mm -hmm. and doing a lot of work on the web. We have to take our break. But before we do that, why don't you give us your contact information in case anybody wants to reach you and get some more individual information about the Better Business Bureau.
3: Sure. Our office is located in Sparks, Nevada, 4834 Sparks Boulevard. And that's, again, in Sparks, 89436. You can give us a call between 9 and 4, Monday through Friday, and that's at 775 322 and online at bbb.org slash reno.
0: And we'll continue our conversation with you along with Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital and Michelle Hulbert from Caliber Home Loans after this message.
1: This is Candace Meyer, Managing Broker at Coldwell Banker Select. You're listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is the king of the
4: airways. Street smarts on the house. Buying investment real estate is a big decision. Getting the right mortgage is critical. This is Michelle Holbert, NMLS 184194 and MLB 3723 from Caliber Home Loans. With today's extremely affordable mortgage interest rates, you have the opportunity to step into what could be your best investment purchase of a lifetime. When you find the right property at the right price, you'll need to be pre-approved for your mortgage to lock in your deal with the seller. Caliber Home Loans is ready to talk with you about getting a mortgage to purchase real estate. Visit www.michelleholbert.com, and that's M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E dot com or call 775 284 This is Michelle Hulbert from Caliber Home Loans. Thank you.
0: Caliber Home Loans located at 6530 South McCarran Boulevard, Reno, Nevada 89509.
4: This is Megan Lowe with Chase International Real Estate. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with
0: Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because he connects all the real estate professionals in our community. Street smarts on the house. My name is Peter Padilla and I am your host on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We are excited about talking with people every week because, one, we enjoy the conversation, and two, we are helping people save money and make money when they do real estate transactions. Saving money by making sure you get the right price, deal with the right kinds of realtors, get the right kind of mortgage, And then making money because, you know, appreciation can take place if you buy at the right price, even if you're just buying your primary residence. But we especially like to talk to people about real estate investments, buying a rental home or a duplex, a threeplex or a fourplex, turning that into some cash flow. You know, before too long, you might even find you can retire down the road by Having a good stable of rental properties in your investment mix. But you've got to get started sometime and you've got to talk to the right people. And that's what we do on Nevada Real Estate Radio. We bring the right people to our radio show. Enjoy my conversation today with three guests in the studio Michelle Holbert is with us from Caliber Home Loans, Dave Washburn from Socotra Capital, Hard Money Lenders, and Timothy Johnston. Timothy is the president and CEO of the Better Business Bureau. Tim, before we went to break, we were chatting about all the things that you're doing and uh, categories of businesses that people are inquiring about. One of the things that we didn't get to ta- talk about, which I'd like to ask you now, is how the internet, how the technology of the 90s and 2000s has impacted Better Business Bureau. You guys were around 100 years ago. Well,
3: I think uh, the BBB is just like any other business or organization in the state of the internet, that the internet has impacted every line of business and, and BBB being one of those. Uh, it's a easy inroads for people to, to get into business, uh, really low cost for some. And uh, so what we need to do is make sure that we're investing in the IT side of things and being found when people aren't thinking about BBB. So we've spent a considerable amount of time and uh, energies over the past several years to to be found in search because we all know that people go to search, You know, whether it's mm-hmm. Google or Bing, whatever happens to be your favorite. Uh, when you're looking for information, we want to make sure that Our reports on companies and our reports on charities will be found on that first page, uh, you know, that prime spot. And so that's what we're looking to do so that way people can find our information easily because we know that uh, consumers use multiple sources for information. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we do see from our usage that they do come to us because they trust uh, us as a neutral source.
0: So we talked earlier too about how a lot of people go to the Better Business Bureau either by calling or going to the website when they have a complaint, when they have an issue. Is there an advantage perhaps to communicate to people that they should go to the Better Business Bureau before they make that purchase? Maybe they should save themselves some time and grief
3: that would save a lot of headaches, I believe, for a lot of customers. We talked earlier about a local company here that buys your old s- cell phones, and, mm-hmm. and that generates a lot of complaints for what they were doing. So, for example, you've got a nice cell phone there. You upgrade to the next version up, and you're like, what do I do with it? You go online and say, I want to sell my used iPhone 5S, and you get uh, this website that's going to give you $200 for you. Mm-hmm. So you, you send it in, and next thing you know, you've got a check for $16.
4: <laughs> mm
3: you would probably not be too happy. If you, as the consumer, had spent a little bit of time checking things out before sending your phone, mm-hmm. yeah, the $200 offer is great. I've got another offer here for $90. And then go check out those companies. And you found through the BBB that this company that offered you $200 has an F rating. They've got thousands of consumers that are irate mm-hmm. because this is what's been going on. Mm-hmm. Then you go check out the other company that maybe offered you 90 and you see, hey, you know what? They've, they've got some complaints. It's hard to be in business and not get complaints, but they take care of those complaints and, and consumers aren't alleging what you're seeing with this company that's overinflating the, the price. So mm-hmm. you can make that educated choice and hopefully end up with a good experience and not with a headache on the backside. It's funny that some people spend
0: so much time planning maybe a vacation or what movie they're going to go see a restaurant that they're going to visit. Maybe they Google all that, check the menus and all. Well, many
3: times when they make big purchases, they just click a button. Or they just Big make that or call. small. I mean, the, the Internet has opened up the – you know, we talk about the Wild West. Well, the Internet is the Wild West. Uh, if you're dealing with a company that you haven't had any relationship whatsoever, uh, you need to check them out because you really don't know uh, how good are they. They mm-hmm. might have this great-looking website. But on the back side, whether it's fulfilling of, of an order or customer service or billing issues, they maybe fail on that side. So it's good to know before you actually give them your credit card information.
4: I think it's important because, like, you, when you are out there searching something on the Internet, you may come across a website or a company you may have never heard of, but they have the only product that, that you want. And that's one way that I've actually been able to um, – To find out if they're legitimate or not is going to your website to see if you gave them a rating.
3: And a lot of companies that are out to take you, to take your money, to not really provide you anything of value of service, uh, they put a lot of money into being found online, Yeah. And uh, whether they're legit or not. And so it's really important to, to check things out. Technology
0: has allowed people to do a lot more selling. We can make offers online. We can send emails, uh, all sorts of mailing lists. So I think there's more more sales opportunities, more people getting in my face every day, basically saying, mm-hmm. I want to sell you this. I want to sell you this. And a lot of times it sounds great, but the reality is some some things like the old saying goes, they're just too good to be true.
4: It's one of those things where you as a lender, you're always trying to stay competitive and you know, you you, you want to make sure that you can offer what your competitor offers, and that you are staying ahead of the game. And and you know it it causes you to pause for a second when you look at the the timeline involved and the limited documentation involved. And I am here to tell you that there is a very very small percentage of the actual population that is going to qualify in that space. And. The, you know they're they're targeting that buyer that is very simplistic in nature maybe a w2 wage earner a salary somebody that has a higher fico score mm-hmm. um you know ample funds to put down and basically doesn't have a, a, a past if you will that's their target market but if you look at our average client they're they're not in that space our my clients are first time home buyers who are utilizing you know, Nevada bond programs for their down payment assistance. Mm they are USDA buyers buying in rural areas. They are complicated, self-employed individuals who own, you know, five and six and seven rental properties. they are people that have had short sales recently, foreclosures, bankruptcies. You know, does it disqualify them from getting a loan? Absolutely not. It's going to take more (laughs) than 10 minutes. (laughs) It's going to take more than 10 (laughs) minutes to get a loan.
0: What they don't tell you is it's a very small percentage of the U.S. population can even qualify for this because if you've had a bankruptcy, a short sale, a foreclosure, if you own a business, if you have other real estate, all that stuff has to be checked, duplicated, uh, verified. There's no way you can get that done in 10 minutes. And that's when I think would think most people want to deal with somebody face to face.
4: Oh, absolutely. Let's face it. Even if you're not that borrower, you might think you are. You're still going to call, right? And then right. if they can't help you in that piece, they're going to put you into a different a different yeah. option mm-hmm. if they can help you at all. I think the face-to-face is still very important and the local representation because transactions are complicated. They're, every file has nuances. And, you know, first-time homebuyers, as much information as they take off the Internet, they still want somebody – to hold their hand through the process. Mm-hmm. They still have a lot of questions and they do their homework, but they want to know somebody is is in their court mm-hmm. that they can see face to face. So I, I still think that that's really an important aspect of what we do on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, with so much turbulence on the internet sometimes. I mean, most of the identity fraud and identity theft and you know misuse of funds from an account. Nowadays, it's not coming from somebody picking up a blank copy of your checkbook. It's coming from what they find on the web, find in the worldwide web through the internet. And every time that you get on the internet, I think you have one more opportunity for somebody to possibly do some damage to your credibility. When you're talking about a huge purchase like a primary residence or investment property, that's I think when you're most susceptible. And I always feel more comfortable talking with an individual face-to-face than sending the information off to some mystery land uh, through the web. It's kind of scary. However, we all want the best deals. I can't imagine that a deal, an interest rate, a term could be all that different if you're doing through something through the web, Michelle, than if you're dealing with somebody face-to-face. You still all have to play by the same rules.
4: Yes, everybody still has the same set of guidelines. Where there can be variations in interest rates or pricing, It depends on what they're advertising, and you can have certain banks that will advertise for a certain period of time, you know, a lower rate or a a specific product, let's say. Mm -hmm. They want to increase their jumbo business, so they're going to offer a rock bottom rate on a 15 year jumbo loan. That we've seen that in the past, but if you look at averages, at the end of the day, most companies are within you know, a quarter of a percent range of each other. And there may be some value in in going with a company that has a slightly higher rate because you may get a better service w- with that transaction. And that might be worth something to you.
0: And every bank, every transaction has its cost, its fees associated with it. And I have seen in the yes. past where one entity will offer an interest rate that's slightly lower than another one, but their fees are so much higher. That when you really calculate the whole thing out in the long run, you're paying more money for the mortgage at the lower interest rate than you are at something and, that's more.
4: Standard. And that's so true. There are mm-hmm. a few companies I can think of locally whose fees are almost double what the national what, what the normal is for our area, mm-hmm. um, but their rates aren't lower. So. Right you know you just have to look closely at the annual percentage rate that's mm-hmm. still a calculation that you know comes up on your disclosures and mm-hmm. it is helpful in determining cost of your mortgage mm-hmm. it, this is a little off to the off the subject but it's it's funny how perception um there's an insurance company a nationally recognized insurance company who it's almost in my opinion it has almost like a cult following And, you know, somebody comes in and you ask them who their insurance company is going to be, and they tell you it's this particular company, which has no local representation. It's just strictly 800 numbers. Mm. And it's amazing to me how much higher they are than what a local agent might be, even some of the bigger companies, but with local representation. And it's, so it's, it's not always what it appears to be, mm-hmm. you know, and especially if you have some first-time home buyers that are squeaking by to qualify, and all of a sudden their premium with this particular company is two hundred and fifty dollars more per year.
0: Could make a huge difference. <laughs> it's than what they a can big buy. deal. Yeah, we talked a little bit during the break about down payment assistance programs that some of your borrowers are using, and some of the other opportunities that they probably won't find very unlikely if they go with some of these web only and instant mortgage-only options. We do have to take a quick break, though, so when we come back, I'd like you to share a little bit about some down payment opportunities for your clients. All right, and we'll be back with more on Nevada Real Estate Radio after this message.
3: This is Timothy Johnston, President and CEO of the Better Business Bureau serving Northern Nevada. You are listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. Peter Padilla is important to me because of the connections he provides. Street Smarts on the house. Many times, closing a
2: real estate deal fast is the key to getting the great deal done. At Socotra Capital, we help you get the money fast. This is Dave Washburn, Vice President of Loans and Investments at Socotra Capital. We are a hard money lender for real estate transactions that need to close fast, way before banks or institutional financing can complete the deal. We're ready to talk to you about closing your transaction quickly, and we can get you the money fast. Visit www.SocotraCapitalNevada.com or call 775-420-4990 for a personal appointment.
0: Sacotra Capital, Nevada is located at 298 Kingsbury Grade, Suite 1G, Line, Nevada, 89449. David Washburn's NMLS agent number 51269, NMLS 331429, MLD 4075, company NMLS number 1142425. Socotra Capital, Nevada, Incorporated.
1: Hi, this is William Process, president of the Reno Sparks Association of Realtors. I'm on the real estate radio with Peter Padilla next week right here at KFOI 1060 AM radio. Tune in next Wednesday at 1 PM for the latest in real estate investment opportunities in Northern Nevada. Street smarts on the house.
0: You're tuned into KFOI 1060 AM and this is Nevada real estate radio. My name is Peter Padilla and I'm enjoying my conversation today talking about real estate and real estate for investors with three guests in the studio. With us first from the Better Business Bureau is Timothy Johnston. And Timothy is the president and CEO of that fine organization in Sparks, Nevada, serving northern Nevada. Dave Washburn is with us too. He's with Socotra Capital. He's a hard money lender. And Michelle Hulbert as well. Michelle is a mortgage loan originator at Caliber Home Loans.
4: We're looking at median income in our area of about 52000 per household. So that's an average. Mm-hmm. So Really, what happens is when you start to see such a variation in you know your median income and the affordability piece, which if you look at statistics, it says that the the, the, the sales price range that should that should match up to that is somewhere in the maybe the two twenty five to two hundred and thirty thousand range. Mm-hmm. While well, we're well above that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's going to push buyers out into, you know, maybe more rural areas. Mm -hmm. Maybe they're going out to Lyon County, the North Valleys, um, because of the affordability piece in those areas. Mm -hmm. That's typically what happens in that situation. One of the things that's different, I think, now versus what we saw, you know, in 2006 and 2005 is you have you know you have much tighter underwriting guidelines that are being that are being used on a on first time home buyers move up buyers and investors of course so there's no stated program so people are qualifying truly based on their ability to repay mm-hmm. so even though we're starting to see the infringement on those you know comfort levels if you will we're not in a crisis by any means i i don't think <laughs>
0: Give us your contact information so our listeners can get in, get a hold of you if they need more answers.
4: I can be reached at 775-742-3559 or michelle.hulbert at caliberhomeloans.com.
0: So you were talking, too, about how affordability is making people look at different things. I think a lot of people are just deciding, maybe I'll just keep renting for a while. Dave Washburn is with us from Socotra Capital. Dave...
2: I'm working with folks who are buying investment properties either to fix them up and flip them to the folks that Michelle is helping to come into uh, first-time homebuyer programs and buy those homes. And I'm also working with people who want to add uh, cash-flowing properties to their rental portfolio. So
0: that's where renters would be a valuable asset, a valuable part of the equation for your clients that are looking to buy investment property.
2: There's three primary reasons people are using hard money. The first is we can close very quickly. Right now we're in the 7 to 10 calendar day Mm -hmm. range, which will allow people to, let's say – offer to close by the end of the month or the end of the year and really get in there and be aggressive with their offers. We also work on properties that don't qualify. So those can be mobile home parks, which have great cash flow or properties that have fire or mold or water damage. Mm -hmm. A traditional lender won't lend on them. Great opportunity for a hard money borrower to go in and pick up those properties at a discount. And then finally, we work with people who don't qualify, maybe because they have very diverse income, maybe because they don't show a lot of income, Uh, they have their credit damaged by a divorce or short sale or foreclosure. Those folks also come to use hard money. We'll give them a two- or three-year note so that they can get their income back on paper, get things organized, get their credit repaired, and then refinance with a traditional mortgage.
0: So that's an instance where you might be working somewhat in unison with a traditional institutional lender like Michelle, if she has a client that can't quite qualify for the mortgage they want today because of one of those situations you just mentioned, maybe a hard money loan from you and a year or two later, they might be able to get everything in order and go back to Michelle.
2: Absolutely. And it's something I encourage all of my clients to do is work with a traditional lender because that's going to be your exit strategy, either via refinance or sale.
0: Tell us a little bit about the types of properties that you work with.
2: Yeah, the key thing is that it's for investment purpose, which means you're looking to buy it or refinance it in order to make money. That's how we're defining a business purpose. You do not live on that property. And so that can be anything. You could buy uh, just an APN out in Fernley. Uh, That's an assessor parcel number. So that's going to be unimproved dirt. That could be sagebrush that you're looking to bring in water rights, roads, improvements, Mm. build a subdivision. It could be a nonprofit organization like a church or a temple uh, that's looking to build a new fellowship hall, repave a parking lot, etc. Or it could be somebody fixing and flipping just your standard three-bed, two-bath, 1,400-square-foot single-family residence. Mm. So we work with any and all of those. And then, of course, the unique properties like uh, mobile home parks, uh, golf courses, things like that that uh, struggle to get through traditional underwriting, and those need private money. A wide range of property types, as long as it's not primary residence. Correct. And the only time we can work on the primary residence is when they're refinancing for the business purpose. So the purpose of the funds that we're lending have to be for that business. Mm -hmm. Anything that's fun or funky, as long as it involves real estate, we love to get involved with it.
4: Dave, are you um, licensed outside of Nevada?
2: Yes. Uh, My company carries licenses in California and Nevada. Are the
0: guidelines different from state to state like they can be with primary residents? Do the hard money guidelines change from state to state as well?
2: There are a few differences in how the notes are funded and and how the licensing works. So those are done separately. But as far as how we underwrite it internally, how our company prices things, uh, primarily what you're looking at is, are you in a really highly developed area like the Bay Area, Las Vegas? Are you in a more moderately developed area, say one of the Reno's or Chico's of the world? And then are you just rural um, all the way out in Elko or, you know, up in Paradise, California, places like that? And so Mm -hmm. that's primarily what we're looking for. How strong is that economic engine? How stable is that market? Uh, What can we lend to those folks?
0: Mm -hmm. Do you ever get people that before they start working with you that say, well, tell me about more about your company? Are you with the Better Business Bureau?
2: Uh, We are not, but uh, I'm more and more interested in it And Mm. after listening to Tim and what he's saying and and learning more about that and seeing what that process would look like. um, What we are under is the NMLS, which is, uh, you know, the National System for Licensing People Who Write Mortgages, and they are very – they're very active now uh, after the Dodd-Frank Act was passed in terms of making sure everybody who's writing mortgages in, you know, in the U.S. is uh, sticking to strict guidelines. Mm-hmm.
0: What kind of people should be talking to you early in the stages of purchasing or refinancing investment property, uh, people that are having challenges with their credit or that have had a, a recent activity in their life, you know, negative activity like a divorce, uh, short sale foreclosure. What is it?
2: What what are the kind of people that need to contact you? Everybody, because what we're going to be able to do is get you to fill out that application, do some basic underwriting, let you know what you can be pre-qualified for, and then give you those pre-qualifying offers to go shop at auctions or via the MLS or those off-market purchases for folks who are doing direct marketing. We can work with all of those folks as long as they're working with investment properties.
0: A lot of sellers, they want cash buyers, Right. They want to close the deal quickly. They don't want to have to wait on somebody's financing come together. Is it almost like that when somebody gets their money from you to do a transaction? Is it like going to the closing
2: table with cash? It is because we're closing as quickly as we get that preliminary title report and appraisal. So it's not our money that's slowing the process down. It's really those third parties that you want to be using. You want to know how much the property is worth. You want to get title insurance. You want to get lender's Mm -hmm. insurance. Those are the slow horses in the barn for us. We're a direct lender, so we already have the money raised. Uh, we can wire it out. We already know our beneficiary vesting, so I don't have to worry like other private money lenders, whether their Benny's out golfing or sailing or off in Europe skiing, mm-hmm. and they call him and the guy commits to the deal. We get delayed because there's something on title, and now you know you lose that uh, beneficiary. We have it all already in-house, so uh, it's something we manage and we wire directly.
0: I know that mortgage lenders, institutional mortgage lenders, they look at a lot more besides a person's credit history and uh, uh, incident history. For instance, if somebody wants to buy a $400,000 home and they're willing to put $50,000 cash and they want the difference in a mortgage, I believe the banks – Michelle, correct me if I'm wrong – need to know where that $50,000 in cash came from. It has to be traced or seasoned. Is that right?
4: Oh, correct. Correct.
0: All right. So yeah. when we're talking about getting a hard money loan for that money, let's say somebody comes to you and they're Dave, they're putting fifty thousand dollars in cash down. They have the cash in the mattress, they're gonna pull it out, give it to the seller, and then they need a three hundred fifty thousand dollar loan from you on this investment property. Are you gonna have those same kinds of questions about that cash?
2: We are. What's what's allowable in hard money is the answers can be a lot more flexible because as as you know, the investment community in real estate is um, people who think outside the box. And a lot of them, when they're using hard money, understand, hey, I just wrote uh, 20 different offers on short sales this December. And you know what? I thought I was going to get one in contract and I had the money to close on one, but I got three of them approved Mm. because none of those retail buyers were out there shopping against me. Now what do I do? I've got uh, way too much for the amount of cash that I have. And so they'll bring in partners and partnerships or they'll form an LLC while we're in escrow and they'll assign it to that. So we work with people who are understanding the value in what they're doing. They add value through their sweat equity. And what they need is a lender who's flexible about, hey, you know what? That's my uncle who's wiring in that 50 grand. And as long as they tell us and we know where it's coming from, we're okay with it um, because of how we underwrite and what we look for in deals. I think it's great to have a hard money lender at your disposal if you are investing in
0: real estate. Whether you're just starting out or you're already been seasoned and you need to up your game a little bit, Dave Washburn, you're a great person to contact. Give us your best information.
2: The best information is you can reach me uh, via telephone, 775-420-4990 or send me an email at dave at socotracapital.com.
0: Oh, that's very good, Dave. I'm glad you're with us today and look forward to maybe talking with you again on our next radio show. Sounds great. Also with us in the studio today, Timothy Johnston from Better Business Bureau. Tim, I hope you enjoyed being here today.
3: I did. It was uh, enlightening and learned a lot.
0: Good, good. And uh, Better Business Bureau, we're hoping to get more people make inquiries about checking out other companies or maybe seeing if they're listed themselves. Give us the Better Business Bureau website.
3: bbb.org reno.
0: Very easy. We'll put that on our website, too, and maybe you'll come back to visit soon.
3: I look forward to that.
0: Michelle Hulbert from Caliber Home Loans was with us as well. Michelle, it's always nice to have you here on our radio show. Any final thoughts for our listeners?
4: I always encourage buyers to talk to me several weeks, months ahead of time mm-hmm. before you're planning a purchase because I think in you know the better planning you have, the better mortgage you will get and the better interest rate. Um, it's it goes without saying.
0: So here we are into February, and people thinking about buying a home in springtime, maybe at the end of the school year, this is a good time to be it contacting is. you.
4: It, it takes a lot of planning to, to make sure that you are absolutely ready to purchase, um, because it's not just me saying that you're ready, it's you being mentally ready to go out and make a significant purchase. But what people don't realize a lot of times, Peter, is that Credit score has a lot to do with interest rates. Mm-hmm. And if you're trying to do something in a rush, you may not get the best the best rate if you don't pre-plan. And you can
0: avoid a lot of stress rather, you know, if you talk to somebody early rather than waiting until the last minute. So give us your contact information one more time. Michelle Hulbert. 775-742-3559. That's great. I'm looking forward to seeing you again sometime soon. Thanks, Peter. I'd like to thank our listeners for tuning in. This is Peter Padilla on Nevada Real Estate Radio. Tell your friends and family, your loved ones, too, that we're on every week. Same time, same station, helping everyone make great decisions when it comes to buying real estate. We'll talk with you again soon. Goodbye, everybody.
1: Goodbye. Goodbye, You've been listening to Nevada Real Estate Radio with Peter Padilla. We value your listenership and appreciate your feedback. Want to talk with Peter? Send an email to
2: peter at Nevada Real Estate